Hi, this is Caitlin, Chrissy, Carly, and Corey. And this is the First Time I Podcast. The podcast where we read your stories and share our experiences in order to find common ground. Since this is our first podcast, we should probably go over why we are making a podcast. I think that's a good place to start. So we have a website called First Experience Projects where everybody is free and welcome to write a story based off a topic that is revealed each week. On this podcast, we discuss those stories and we share our own experiences with those topics. Let's begin! introductions uh i'm caitlin uh i am the oldest of the three sisters so me chrissy and carly are sisters and Corey is my husband so it's a family affair here uh i mean rough background on me i did the whole college for four years right into to the nine to five uh you know truly the quote-unquote living the dream but uh you know have higher aspirations eventually would like to start a family, start a business, these kind of things. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at at life. We have an amazing dog, Bailey. She's uh, the best. She's basically the light of all of our lives, including our mother's life. So, uh, she's yeah. by far the favorite of the family. By far the favorite. Um, yeah, none of us could claim favorite child when mm. she's around. Uh, I think it might go Caitlyn. <laughs> <laughs> I think Caitlyn's on top. Then probably Cor- no Corey's on top. Yeah, yeah Corey might Corey. be the favorite Corey, child. Then me and Chrissy are after Caitlyn. I'm definitely last. <laughs> mm. uh, some days, some days it switches. Depends. Depends, depends on the day. But Wait. hopefully she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, she's definitely gonna. She's gonna be the only person <laughs> yeah. to listen to this podcast. We just won't tell her how to download it. True, she won't true, know how to do it. All right, so that's just a brief about me. Uh, Chris, you want to go next? Yeah, so I'm Chrissy. I'm the middle daughter out of the three of us. The black sheep. <laughs> That's it. I think that only counts because I'm the only one who moved more than 10 minutes away from the family. Some of us are not even out of the house. Yeah, so <laughs> I lives in two rooms upstairs. I'm the one who actually moved to grad school and was away for a few years, but... Um, I mean, everything else is, is pretty much the same. So I have a, a master's degree. I work in healthcare. Um, I'm currently engaged, and I'll be getting married hopefully this August if everything goes well. I have a cat named Tigger. Uh, he probably won't be as much as much as Bailey, but he's also <laughs> very cute. Um, we call him Scar sometimes, or at least that's what my dad calls him. <laughs> and uh, other hobbies include watching a lot of British shows like baking shows, <laughs> carny shows, even though I don't do any of those Is activities. Carny shows. <laughs> Gardening. Oh. She's, a, she's, a, she's a big fan of the, uh, of the knocking over yes, the I, I am I am secretly into like the carnival aesthetic. Well, I was just about to ask you. I'm like, can you please direct me to the nearest carny show? That's actually where she met Al at Carnival. <laughs> the freak show. It's actually Tinder, but I don't know which one's worse. That's true. It's, it's a, a carnival in its own yeah. in its own fame. 
<laughs> anyways, that's me, Chrissy the Carney. <laughs> that name's gonna start. Got a ring to it. All right. Well, you've heard a little bit about me already, but I'll reveal some more interesting facts. Um, I'm Carly, youngest of the three of us. Obviously, the most funny as well. Um, okay. Funniest, right? I was Grammarly. <laughs> yeah, we were all very. Actually, she was the valedictorian. Yeah, we were too. all smart. Um, I yes, I live still with my parents, even though I have an MBA. Uh, smart. Yeah, no, it, it's very smart. I'm trying to save money. All those letters behind your name really doing a whole lot there. Yeah, it's rent free. That's all that matters. I, I'm trying to think of hobbies. I've just been reading a lot lately. And setting this. Yeah, let's give up. Carly credit. She did set this whole thing up. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know how to, like, Round of applause. actually Team do it, though. <laughs> I would argue Carly might be the best storyteller out of all of us, too, so. Yeah, writer. Writer, probably. I think, oh, writer, yes. <laughs> no offense, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But Keelan's probably, like, the best, like, if it's, like, on the flow, go type of thing. Yeah. She's yeah. probably actually talking to people. Yeah. If you want to cry, probably Chrissy. That's my talent, <laughs> making people cry after the carnival. <laughs> Corey's also good, though, too, which he should do an introduction now. Don't laugh, Keelan. You're like... just so close to the mic, <laughs> but okay. Can you hear this okay? Yeah, I can hear it. Great. <laughs> All right, as mentioned before, I'm, my name's Corey. I'm the husband of the first intro, Caitlin, dog dad to the reason we are doing this podcast, Bailey, to provide a better life for her. <laughs> um, also said favorite child, apparently, which I love to hear. Um, I'm probably the dumbest person at this table, so I'm just going to roll with this and listen to them talk. Well, let's, I mean, let's give Corey a little bit more credit, though. He is, like, the male perspective. We figured we didn't want to have a podcast with just, you know, this. the whole point of this podcast is to get different perspectives. And that's, like, we're hoping to eventually have guests uh, of different diversities and backgrounds and cultures. And I think that the best way that we knew how to start this was to at least include a male. So, um, yeah. You're a token male. <laughs> Proud to be it. Yeah, so how's how's everybody's week going? It's Whiskey Friday, so that's a good start. Yeah, but we're drinking White Claws right now. I know. Yeah, a little, a little background on that. Every Friday, our family gets together for Whiskey Friday, which um, may or may not be a, destru- a destructive habit, but <laughs> here we are. It used to be Pizza Friday, to be fair. And then as we aged, it, it got a little bit more yeah. uh, serious. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, my week has literally just been trying to figure out how to get the equipment for this stuff, because I have no background in any sort of audio or recording um, This may not be business. recording right now. I we don't know. I We're s- not sure. The red line is, or the, right, the red light is on. It says we've been recording, so... This could be a gigantic waste of time. We don't know. It's not a waste of time. I think our opinions are very important. I mean, if it's not being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> true um but yeah other than that i mean i work full-time i forgot to put that into the yeah. beginning well, your job my, my job is to stay at home uh, and do nothing hopefully none of my uh bosses uh hear that but yeah i do work and have been doing this i think this project is really cool and i hope it really flies away yes that was me opening up my claw um my week was good too again i worked the nine to five but it brings home the bacon so carly's motioning for me to get her another drink <laughs> as i'm doing my introduction it's uh, not introduction we're talking about our my, week my it's be. um but yeah so my week's been fine no big uh i, I no nothing else <laughs> see how's your week chris yeah so my week um 
you know, I'll say once again, I, I work in healthcare. I can't really say more than that because of HIPAA. So it's not like I'll be able to share a lot of stories. Who are your patients? <laughs> I get concerned about about that type of stuff. I am newer to healthcare because I graduated in October. Um, really, really like my job. I work, I hate to say it's only three days a week. Um, yeah, but you work long shifts. I do work, yes. I work, actually, that is a change. I've gone up to 13-hour shifts. I, I actually kind of love that. What? It, it's three nice. Three days on, was it three on, three off? Or? Well, it depends on the schedule. Like, I the best weeks are when I work three in a row and then have four weeks off. Yeah. Or four weeks, four weeks four, off. Four days off. Oh, four days off. What a life. What, do we live in Europe or? I, yeah. So th- those are really nice. Uh, lately, it's been more like every other day, which is still fine. I mean, I still get four days off. It's just double what most Americans get. So yep. I'll, I'll take it. Um, I hate to be that person. I feel like most of the things I do now revolve around, around the wedding. Yeah. So I like I'm, stuff. I'm excited for the wedding. I'm just actually yeah. Carly and I just we today we bought a lot of stuff for the what for the bachelorette party. So oh, nice. she says we she bought it and then I just paid my half of it. Yeah, that's, that's the way you guys work. Yeah, <laughs> good system. It works. It works. Um, we met with the DJ for the wedding and we chose oh. all your songs. Told them what we want you guys to walk into and what you. Well, I mean, you chose your songs too. Well, what? So. so what did he say about it? It was a fine choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, but he loves our family, and he asked for Kayla and Corey's wedding video so he could watch it because he also did their wedding. Oh, he is obsessed with Kayla and Corey. It was a good wedding. In a very What's good way. not to love? Smart man. So, yeah, that's... How about you, Corey? I'm sure you've got something riveting to tell us. Oh, you guys ready for this? Yeah. It's been a Are fun week. <laughs> no, the week's been kind of boring, to be honest. It's been a, a slow work week, but... The weather's starting to turn here, which is in Rochester. It's always a good thing because the snow never stops from like November until March. So, um, no, the past two weeks have been crazy here. This whole website and this whole launching of the uh, first experience project, um, they they termed it FEPIT, which we had to kind of cut that out because yeah. I didn't really, I don't think the older generation understands what Our that means. Our parents didn't understand that FEP sounds very similar to yeah, we're not gonna, very inappropriate yes. slang term. But um, so FEP, FEP. FEP. Yeah, it's FEP, so we're calling yeah, it. Yeah, it's First Experience Project. But anyways, the parents of the three daughters here, my in-laws, are pretty much who launched this whole thing from the get-go. It's kind of Marty's... She, it came to her in a dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this came to her in a dream, this whole idea of kind of sharing experiences that people go through in lives because there's a high chance that we all go through the same things um, in general, whether it's you know buying your first car or your first time you were bullied or be you know or first time you were bullied or were the bullier um and then tony their father he's a um a computer software engineer so he kind of built the site from scratch which has been pretty amazing i mean this is why Corey's the favorite he gives recognition (laughs) i mean recognition is due where it's supposed to be due. i mean this has been pretty crazy this whole thing is you know we're doing a podcast now what not even two weeks into this whole idea um true yeah, we got to give ourselves credit. Yeah, and this is really like <laughs> our doing. Um, Marty and Tony, they, they help out, but this is pretty much all of us. <laughs> the podcast is 100%. Well, I mean, Dad will hopefully yeah, Dad help us with that. the... <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, you done here earlier trying to get the sound set up, and I'm yeah. hoping this works. Who knows? You know, fingers crossed. Yeah. If you're hearing this, uh, that's a miracle. But, no, it's been a fun week. I mean, everyone's busting their butt with their stories, um, which are, I mean, pretty incredible. You would think that people here, are, you know, they write for the newspaper or something, but... That's um, actually probably a good segue too to explain, you know, some of the stories you guys are going to hear in a little bit. 
some of them are our own and some of them are from viewers writing in so we'll do a little bit of a, re a, re a reveal at the end to let you know like you know were there our stories was it somebody else's story and then uh yeah it should be kind of interesting to share our experiences and then obviously the more that we get in from you guys the more that we'll share we should probably also mention how to submit a story. Correct. So we already mentioned the website, firstexperienceproject.com. Thank you, Carly. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> basically, you'll go on, you'll see the different topics which you we are collecting at that time, and you can click add story. All stories are viewed by the mo moderators, and then we'll submit them. Moderators, us. <laughs> yes, by us. They're reviewed by us. So right now we're basically taking anything. Yeah. So please <laughs> submit but your story. If you put a sentence in, you're getting on the website. Yeah. <laughs> we will read your sentence. Yes. I mean, this is the prime opportunity to get your story out there because there's nothing coming in, and you know what? We want to we want to hear your story. They'll come. They'll come in yeah. floods. We're gonna we're gonna look back on this and you know when it's our hundredth episode and say, wow, we were horrible back then. Well, a a, <laughs> yes. a horrible, but b you know. We weren't expecting this, hopefully, to take off as much as it does, so. Well, that's actually, it's funny, because I always think about some, well, not always, sometimes I will, like, be just standing someplace, and I'll just be like, I'm not going to remember this moment. Yeah, <laughs> I think about that all the time. And, but then, because I think that, I do remember that yes, moment. So always. I try. So, like, when I do want to remember a moment, I'm like, I'm not going to remember this moment. So remember I'm going to take a moment. Psychology I'm going to take a moment to think, oh, I'm not going to remember this. But I don't know if I actually do want to remember this, because I feel like this might, in 100 episodes, this might not look great. We should describe, we want to talk about Let's where we're doing scene. this. Set yeah. the scene. Oh, God. Well, this is actually a great scene compared to what I came down to. I set this whole thing up. It, it looks gorgeous. So we're in the basement of- <laughs> No response to that. Yeah. Crickets, crickets. We're in the basement of our parents' house, mine and uh, Caitlin and Carly's house, and- it's, it never was finished. Uh, it still has decorations from my prom after party. And which, Caitlin's. And Caitlin's, yes. Yeah, so a mix of them. Which, to put that in perspective, I graduated in 2010. So that's like a, 11 years. <laughs> what a party. It has a, a dance stage, because we used to Irish dance. Yeah, our dad built us a, a, a dance stage with mirrors. We're so. standing on an Irish dance stage right yes, now. Yes, our yeah. table is on, is on the stage with the mirrors. And make sure you wear socks or shoes, because I almost got a splinter yeah. already. So Splinters. None of the chairs match. The table is ancient. My chair wasn't That's even kind of in, though, nowadays. Like, not matching chair. Like, the aesthetic of not matching chairs and, like, a rustic table. I mean, I didn't want to This is a stretch. I, did, I didn't want to <laughs> say anything, but I did this on purpose. You know? <laughs> it, it wasn't simply because these are the only four chairs down here. <laughs> I think we have a lot of cobwebs well, and you, you guys abandoned get the stuffed animals. Well, I'm, I was, like... 50, it was a 50-50 shot whether or not this table was going to make it to this spot, because <laughs> I was convinced it was just going to disintegrate as soon as I even touched it. It was covered in dust and dirt and dead bugs of some sort, and there's a lot of um, hanging cobwebs, so thank God I'm short, because I won't be running yeah. into those. But yeah, so that's where this is taking place. Yeah, but I'm sure by the 100th episode, we're going to be in a... Very, very nice. We will yes. have a new table. A new table. <laughs> a new table. That's the, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's the how we know we made it. The bar is a new table. <laughs> All, right. All right. Should we have what we're going to call Corey's topic reveal? Oh, yes. Why is this my topic should we do a, reveal? A drum reveal. Let's Corey's do a drum reel. You're drum special. <laughs> All right. 
Corey. So we had a list of four topics to choose from this week. That's our our first four launch points on our, our website. Um, these topics. So I think what I thought the best stories came out of this was the uh, first time um, experience bullying. No, it can't be first. My first experience with bullying because one of the stories is. This is a what is it? Spoiler! Well, a spoiler! You, spoiler yeah. It's a yeah, so, <laughs> it's yeah. gonna somebody's gonna be the bully in the story. It's gonna be the fir- my first experience with bullying. No, so that could yeah, no, but it's oh, like, oh yeah, but that could it? it is. It's your first experience with bullying, but that doesn't mean oh that my you first bully were, experience. Well, that doesn't, doesn't mean it's your first though. It's just like my experience with bullying. Yeah, but that but then it doesn't mean that you're necessarily bullied, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're the bully. It could be just. It could be, or it could be confronting a bully as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, there's no shame in bullying, whether or not you're the perpetrator or the, you know, the accuser. It's it happens. a little shame. Well, there's, yeah, there's, shame. A little, there's a little lot of shame. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's a good learning curve for a lot of people. I mean, it happens to every, chances are 99 percent chance that you have experienced being bullied, or you know someone who experienced being bullied, and vice versa. So it's a very common topic we had, and I mean, th- th- I think these are the first four stories we had out. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. kind of flew out, you know, of our of our uh, our memories. So it, yeah, it definitely was the easiest topic to pick a story out about yeah. for sure. It sticks with you. And they're all from high school because kids are cruel. So let's uh <laughs> let's go through this. All right, so I'm up first. The story I'm reading is called "Mean Girls at the Movies." And these are random stories that we just found. Well, either Corey, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, re- find we're them. gonna reveal whether or not we wrote them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, keep guessing. All right, so back to where I was. The first story I'm gonna read is "Mean Girls at the Movies." I hate conflict. I do pretty much anything to stay out of an argument. The only thing that can really push me over the edge is when I see people treated unfairly. This especially applies to the people I care about. About 10 years ago, I was in high school, and my younger sisters were in middle school. There isn't a lot to do when you can't drive yourself, so we did what most kids did at the time, went to the movies. My mom usually asked if we wanted to invite our friends, so we did the usual and sent out texts to see who was interested. I don't recall if I invited anyone this time, but I know my sister did. She sent a text out to a few of her friends, all of which replied they were busy. We decided to go anyway. We didn't need a crowd. We get to the movie early, find a seat towards the top of the theater, and relax. However, the mood changed when a few girls came into the theater we recognized. It was the same friends my sister invited who were busy. Normally, I wouldn't think they had bad intentions. Maybe they were originally busy because they were coming to the movie. However, my sister told them what movie she was going to and what time, and their giggles confirmed that this was no accident. I decided to do what I normally don't do and confront the girls. I knew my sister would be too embarrassed to. I for sure would have been if the tables were turned. I can't remember exactly what I said to them, but it was something along the lines of, not including someone doesn't make you cool, and you should think twice about the way you treat people. They backpedaled quickly, acting like the whole thing was a coincidence, but the guilt on their faces was enough to tell the truth. My sister has since become one of the most popular people I know. She has far more friends than I do, and has no problem sticking up for herself when necessary. I know if it were me in her situation, she'd be there for me, and I'm proud to have been there for her. Aww. I really like that one. That was a really nice story. Should we reveal who? Yeah, should we reveal who that story was? <laughs> um, all right. So I, I this is, to? I would like to. Yeah. To? Yeah. So this yeah. is uh, <laughs> this is Caitlin still talking, and uh, yeah. So I wrote this story, and actually it was Chrissy who um this this quote unquote happened to, even though we just found out 
she barely remembers the whole scenario. Well, I, you know what? I do remember it. I think I was, like you said, I was so embarrassed to be in that situation where I just felt like a complete loser in that moment in time because I had reached out. I was trying to have friends and basically not only did they turn me down, but they really rubbed it in my face. I was just right. so mortified that maybe I really blocked it in my memory. I, re- I remember just trying to get out of the movie theater because I just, I just felt so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was the thing that I, the thing that really bothered me about it and still bothers me is it was just blatant. Like they, I mean, they could have gone to a different movie. They could have done any other number of things, but they clearly did this just mm-hmm. to rub it in your face. And I mean, I, this was years ago, obviously, like I mentioned in the story, Chrissy has far surpassed, I'm sure what many of those girls are currently up to. She's doing okay right now. Yeah, she's doing great. She's got a great job. She's got a fiance. She's doing just fine. And uh, she's got a lot of friends. But I, I was actually surprised to hear you say, you know, I do have a good, I do have a good group of friends. I literally now, have but... two friends. So I guess, I guess I should have prefaced that in the story. Like to have a lot of friends compared to me yeah, is like, two I have one friend, so she's beating me. <laughs> but I actually do remember this as well. So it's actually, I, I was there. Yeah, I, I was there. So it's weird to me that Chrissy doesn't remember it. Cause I, no, I, I do. I, but not as strongly as yeah, you guys. Yeah, I remember. I was so angry, but I just I sat with Chrissy while Caitlin went, and I was very happy that Caitlin decided to go over there. And I was like, "Oh my God, that's my big sister." I was, I, mean, I was what? I was probably in sixth grade or something yeah, at the time. Right, right. So I was younger, and at this, I mean, if it was now, I would a hundred percent go up to them and probably beat the no, <laughs> no violence, of course. But, <laughs> but mentally, yeah, mentally, oh yeah. I remember I was so angry because. I will say, like, I'm really, really lucky to have sisters like Kate and Car. They not even just saying that for like show. It's honestly like Keelan has stuck up through me for me multiple times throughout my life, and so is Carly too. Um, not that I'm like some some pushover. I think when I was younger, I really struggled with confidence and being assertive, and something I really had to grow into. So especially in that time, I we will talk more about this when I share some stories too. But I was an easy target, and I think that I didn't have the confidence I needed to really defend myself. And I just, like, let people, I don't know, push me, push me over, you know? You were also, like, the new girl. Like, that's, yeah. so, so she, we all transferred schools. Uh, I transferred into, we all went to Catholic school, and then we transferred into public school. I transferred at ninth grade. Chrissy transferred at, what was it, seventh grade? Seventh grade. And yeah. Carly was, was sixth grade. Sixth grade. And I think out of all of us, you know, it, at least in ninth grade, people kind of settle. I mean, the bullying's still there, but it's not as apparent. Like, I think everybody can agree middle school is just pretty middle, awful. Middle school's hell. So <laughs> girls are just the worst. Yeah. So Chrissy definitely yeah. just, I mean, she didn't have that, like, background group of friends. and I would not want to go into that situation. No. I mean. Adolescents are assassins. They, they, they can pick out the easiest target and they just try to rip them apart because they have nothing else to do exactly yeah. they're bored i i do like to think i give people the benefit of the doubt and will think the best of everyone without i don't know like without seeing how cruel people can be so i think that was even worse when i was in middle school so i just they just attacked yeah i don't have that issue <laughs> <laughs> mine's the opposite <laughs> all right should we move on chrissy's gonna tell her story next sure so my story this week is titled where is my purse Lunch was the worst part of my day. While most middle schoolers waited all morning for their break, I dreaded it. In class, I was safe. Teachers praised me for my diligence and intellect. At lunch, the wolves came out. Wolves in preteen girls' clothing, ready to tear me apart. Mm-hmm. Our lunch monitor was strict. Once you chose a spot, there was no trading. 
It made it easier to keep track of students. It made it impossible for me to escape my bullies. Originally, I freely chose this lunch spot. Megan lived down the street, while Denise and Lisa were my basketball teammates. These girls I knew. Girls I thought were my friends. I never understood why I became a target, but somehow I went from laughing with them to being laughed at. They started off small. Everything was a question. What's wrong with my hair? What are you wearing? What are you talking about? It's a perfect uh, voice, by the way. I feel like it's pretty accurate, <laughs> Very good, <actually>. very accurate. <laughs> On paper, these questions are innocent enough. Out of their mouths, they stung with venom. Then the little snide comments began. One day, sandwich crumbs clung to my lip gloss. This provided the material for weeks. She's storing food for winter. That's why her cheeks are so big. They're filled with food. What else have you got in there? Open up. They roared with laughter as they mimicked squirrels. For months, I took the torment. For 30 minutes a day, my confidence was shipped away. All my flaws were on display. I was ridiculed, taunted, and ostracized. Still, I stayed. I chewed food I had no appetite for. Grateful for the days I made it to the bathroom before crying. Maybe I would have let it go on like that. Maybe I would have let them wear me down until nothing remained. But then they stole my purse. My purse was my prized possession. Its faux snake skin glistened with a pink hue. A delicate silver clasp cinched the top. Smooth, sturdy handles fell gracefully at sides. It was the most precious thing I owned. My father worked two jobs. My mother juggled a part-time job in raising three daughters. Yet, when I won the statewide Character and Commitment Award, they surprised me with a ribbon fox. Underneath the cover lay my purse, swaddled in a nest of tissue paper. This purse was more than a thoughtful gift. It was hours of sacrifice. It was weeks of scraping up savings. It was a symbol of selfless love. When I returned to the table, purse nowhere to be seen, a rage boiled up within me. Steal my joy, steal my confidence, but don't you dare steal my purse. I stood there as anger filled me in a way it never had before. Where is it? I demanded. What are you talking about? They answered like polished politicians. Where is it? I shouted. I saw heads turn my periphery. My lunch monitor took a step closer. I glared over them. I watched as their, as their looks grew uneasy, but they kept silent. I had enough of keeping quiet. Megan, who do you think you are? What gives you the right to treat me like shit? I'm sick of it. I whipped my head towards the others. Denise and Lisa, you're even worse. You act all nice to me at basketball, but the second Megan's around, you become cruel. You're fake. You're nothing more than her little followers. My heart pounded with adrenaline. I braced myself for the counterattack. It never came. The shock was tangible. None of them could meet my eyes. Denise slowly reached into her backpack and placed my purse on the table. I snatched it up. I stormed past the stairs of my peers. I grabbed the sign-out pen and scribbled my name. I didn't ask for permission. I demanded it. My lunch monitor had turned a blind eye for months, but she couldn't ignore mine now. I'm going to the principal's office, and I'm never sitting there again. Good for her. Now, do we want to reveal who she was? Well, <laughs> who's to say that we know who this is? <laughs> if the three daughters, <laughs> raising three daughters, didn't give it away, as well as the prefacing that I was bullied in middle school, I wrote the story. <laughs> Surprise, shocker, no one saw it coming. Well, that's why you can do the voices so well. Yeah. It is, because I heard those voices for, like I said, for months. 
Okay, I the one question that I have about this is why wouldn't the lunch monitor let you switch tables? Like that to me is so insane. I don't even remember it, them doing that for me. I don't I don't know if it was just like my grease thing, but I remember exactly what the lunch monitor looks like and we had to like sign an attendance sheet, I believe, or something. Like she always came around for attendance. This was middle school. It was middle school. Yeah, yeah. they definitely. I remember, I remember the lunch monitor being there. Right. No, I do remember them having a lunch monitor, and you had to sign in. Yeah, I do but remember they, that. for some reason, they wouldn't let us switch tables. Mm-hmm. And That's so bizarre, and especially since you were going through that, you it it really creates a space for people to be unhappy where they're at, and, and you can't switch it. Right. Like I, I would have easily switched it if I was given the opportunity to, and. I think in a situation like that, it would make complete sense to switch your table. It's not like I I don't even get why they were so strict besides the attendance. That is the only thing I can think about. Yeah. But mm-hmm. no kid should have to go- dread. I mean, and I mean, it. I dreaded it. Like, I was sick to my stomach every single day going to lunch, just knowing what was coming. It's honestly terrible. You got a better spot afterwards, right? I, I did. I was kind of a spot where... I, honestly not many people sat because I'll be honest like I was being bullied in middle school I didn't really have friends I didn't really start making friends until I, did, I joined track um so it, it was difficult for me but there were times too where they would let me go to the library and because I, I if you couldn't tell I was a geek in middle school and all throughout life um they would let me go to the student of the month room so I could go eat there instead what so so was that the solution then so who did you tell after that story so and i'm dead serious i did threaten them to go to the principal's office i didn't make it to the principal's office i went straight to the counselors and i actually like broke down crying because especially for me in that mindset obviously i was someone who was more willing to take abuse than to have conflict right and part of me was so like proud and happy about what i had done but like I was just so overwhelmed with all this this emotion after doing that, and like this, like I said, this anger just had you were boiled frustrated. up. Yeah, exactly. And so when I went to the counselor, I explained what happened, and I just started crying. Yeah. In their office, but they said like you did what you had to do. Right. I oh, yeah. wish I would have gone to them sooner. I just, I don't know. I think I part of me. I remember at the time, like as we mentioned, Caitlin and Carly both switched schools, and they weren't having a hard time with it so i was like what's wrong with me that i'm having such a hard time adjusting to people you know yeah so it was tough to like go home and i didn't want to say like oh hey i'm being picked on yeah. no i you get know? it it's a different yeah. situation though i mean middle schoolers like that's yeah, all i yeah. have to say yeah. honestly moral of story is that chrissy is battle tested so exactly. watch out <laughs> yeah right well, I, and i think you can like probably contribute a lot of your strength to the fact that you did go through like a lot of those situations because you don't go through something like that and come out the other side and not you and not be a little bit stronger. In middle school, they're like, oh, popular kids. It's like, no, the nerdy kids are the ones who are going to make the money. The nerdy ones are the, who are going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it also always taught me, I think if you haven't gone through that type of, like, cruelty, it's a lot easier for you to be judgmental of people or be quick to judge people and be cruel to people like and, and rude. I think I always try to see where people are coming from and just try to put myself... In their shoes, too. I think it's really helped me be compassionate in healthcare. So, I hate to say it's cliche, but everything does happen for a reason. And it does, it did really form my personality and who I am now. So, yeah. Awesome. Now, when I see someone picking on someone, though, I am, like, the first to speak up. Because I don't stand for that in any Absolutely. way, shape, or form now. Right. Well, kind of going back off of that whole cruelty thing, uh, I guess we can read my, st- <laughs> my story. 
the one I'm oh, reading. She's giving it away. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. Uh, this is, this is a story I wrote, and I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I think you'll gather that from the words that I wrote. And I'm also kind of regretting uh, how many numbers I put into this story, because <laughs> I'm going to have to read those out loud. I think I'll, I'll definitely discuss my feelings more afterwards, but I think it's good to get the perspective of the other side. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's um, what this is for, though. This yeah. Is, this is for people to share yeah. their experiences, yeah. good or bad. Yeah. Again, not proud, but I'll read you my story. I think we can all agree that 10 years is a long amount of time. Taking the Broadway musical Rent song, Seasons of Love's calculations for minutes in a year, plus a rudimentary math equation, we get 5,256,000 minutes of precious moments. I'm not one to berate classic Broadway anthems, but I would like to suggest that not all of those 5,256,000 minutes of my past 10 years have been precious. In fact, one moment has clung to me like a piece of gum stuck on the bottom of my shoe, something that seems harmless but has the capacity to stick around for a lot longer than desired. My bullying experience is that piece of gum, if that gum was the taste of regret. If there is one good thing I can take away from this gum is that I am aware that it is there. Yes, there are days or weeks where I forget the thing I had done, the pain that I had caused in someone else's life, but I will always remember it and cringe at my actions on that day. I was a junior in high school, and it was the first day back from summer vacation. Everyone was excited to see each other again, and of course there was gossip over the events that had taken place over the break. You know, typical teenager stuff. I can't say I was popular at my school, but I was well-liked. I had my place in the ecosystem of public school. The sarcastic smart girl. Maybe not a position of glory and praise, but I liked it, and more importantly sought out laughs and approval from my classmates. As someone who has been overweight her entire life, I made sure people laughed with me rather than at me. A very important distinction for my then 16-year-old self. One of the major topics that first day back of school was how one of the more popular girls had gained a little bit of weight. Looking back, I would call it a stretch to say that she had even gained 10 pounds, but teenagers are cruel and don't care, as long as it wasn't them. It was in my chemistry class where the weight conversation came up, everyone eager to put have their input before we decided where we would sit ourselves for the rest of the year. I can't remember a single thing anyone else said, just the tone mocking with a little bit of disgust. At some point, someone asked my opinion on the matter, where I uttered a sentence that despite 5,256,000 minutes of a last of, of elapsed time has remained a vivid memory. Oh, I thought she was pregnant. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Rough. Oh boy. That sentence got what I wanted, a chorus of laughs, some gasp of shock followed by a smirk of agreement. And although I remember those reactions, what I can still feel when reliving that moment was the instant queasiness in my stomach. Regret had not been like boiling water with this gradual heating, making it difficult to realize it was too late to cool back down. No, it was instantaneous and has yet to diminish over the passage of time. My repercussions were minimal. Yes, she found out what I said. Yes, she never talked to me again. (laughs) Not that I blamed her at all. I actually never had the decency to even look her in the eye again after that moment, let alone apologize for the thing that I had said. I was cowardly for not sticking up for her and for not facing her afterwards. I hope she doesn't think about it. I hope it is one of those moments that she does not remember or that she can even recall my name. 
But the thought that she thinks about it even one-tenth the amount of times I think about it makes me nauseous all over again. I know to some of this seems like a minor incident, a string of words poorly put together that caused minimum damage. But do we measure the effect of words only on those spoken about? Or do we include their speaker too? These six words are the gum on my shoe of life. They make me more wary of stepping in more gum because I know how difficult it is to remove. I won't say that my words were a good thing, but something good came out of it. I now think more carefully about what I say to others. A simple yet key lesson in life. So maybe Rent was right all along. This one out of 5,256,000 moments is precious not because I look back on it fondly, but because I look back at it and learn. I learned not to be the bully in someone else's story, and gum is better chewed than stepped on. Wow. That that's, that's really well written. Very well written. Yeah. Not, not greatly spoken, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, what surprises me about this, though, is, like, you really, you're not a person to say stuff like that. No, I... I and you've never been, so I feel like, like, did you and this girl have, like... I wasn't, so she was more of, like, a friend of a friend. Like, she, mm-hmm. we were kind of in similar circles. Like, maybe we would be at the same lunch table. We were in a lot of classes together because we were both considered the smart people, like, smart right. group, whatever. But, you know, she, acquaintances. Like, if there was a, a Halloween party, she would be there, I would be there. Yeah. But, like, never, like, I would hang over at her house for the so weekend. So you didn't have any bad blood towards her? No. I won't say, like, I was her biggest fan or anything like that, but, um, no, I didn't have anything bad towards her. It was just simply callous words Yeah, it's to, get a, re- to get a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't plot out this masterful thing. No, it's no, a, I didn't. It's an off-the-cuff kind of thought that you have that it just comes out wrong. Yeah. You just say it. It's like word vomit. You say it, and you don't even know what you're saying and you can't take it back yeah and uh, yeah and again she literally like maybe gained like five pounds so it's like <laughs> Which, okay yeah in freaking high school what did she weigh like 130 pounds? yeah she was not oh she was not big by any means and, uh, and the worst the more oh, the, most, days. The, worst, <laughs> the worst part is, is that like, i'm way overweight and i was overweight then so i'd had no right to say anything about people gaining weight and you know, th- I think back then body positivity was not. A- it was not. A- oh it my was gosh. not a yeah, thing. Yeah, you weren't a size zero. You had it. Yeah, exactly. Be a size two. You had to have. Yeah. Which barely any of us were. Nowadays, size cancel zero. cancel culture would have your ass. Oh. You'd be yeah. done for. Yeah, I mean, I would cancel myself too. <laughs> to but yeah, fashion back then was essentially like, were you a size zero right. two whatever? Two. I <laughs> if you weren't, then you did what I did, which I wore sweatpants, sweatshirt, and my hair in a bun every day, and I don't regret that. I love that. But, you know. I was a size six and I thought I was fat. Oh, Let's all laugh. Let's all laugh for me. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's. I will not. No. no it was definitely, you, definitely one of the worst moments. But it was, I think that's by far the worst thing I've ever done. Right. I mean, maybe yeah. mom would disagree when I, like, don't pick up my dishes or something <laughs> like that. But to me, that's definitely the most memorable thing that I've done that. I definitely regret. And it obviously stuck with you. You learned right. from it. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's not something you just... Because I think some people do just throw out words and they don't even dwell on, like, the meaning of them. Like, I, you know, I know people have said things to me and I wonder, like, oh, I, did they even think twice about that? And clearly mm-hmm. you did. I mean, Chrissy, obviously you've experienced some of that. Corey, yeah. I'm sure even you have. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Corey's the cool kid. What, yeah. Like, yeah, jokes? Corey was the popular kid in school. No, I was not. <laughs> yeah, um... you were. <laughs> You got best friends, didn't you, for yeah. superlative? He was I, a- I did, yeah, my buddies and I. 
I mean, it, we've known each other since we were like three years old. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I can't say that I've had any of these kind of stories, but um, I think everybody's. I know, I know a lot of people that have, and it sucks. I think everybody said something bad about a person that they regret. Yes. It just ne- doesn't well, necessarily. Even, even I have. Yeah, it doesn't Same. necessarily get back to the person. Right. And to be fair, I was dumb. Where like I knew it was she, like a public forum. Yeah, a public place and. She had, I mean, she had friends within that yeah. group of people. So you still talk to this person at all? Never. You? Are you friends with her on I like, te- Facebook? Uh, I don't think I am, but I do remember senior year, we were in bio together. And that was kind of awkward because in bio she did um, did arrange seating. And at one point oh, she, no. we were at the same desk. No. And yeah, I could never. Was it awkward? Yeah. Yeah. No. So, well, if for me, I don't, I hope it wasn't for her. Right. Right. Because right. I mean, what's it to her? She didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> she yeah. never mentioned it to you. No. I mean, the positive spin is the difference between people like you and people who get a kick out of this is you. When it happened, you instantly probably regretted it. And you feel bad about yeah. it now, and you still think about it. Yeah. And we um, were never even close. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like as you progress on throughout high school, if if you were if you really were a person like that who made a lot of snide comments, you didn't realize it. You wouldn't really talk to a lot of people you did in high school no i mean, i i don't i wasn't popular but like i think the majority of people liked me yeah, they did. I, I feel like I mean, you're you, were a lot more you got a standing ovation for your speech Damn that was pretty straight ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. i feel like you were more popular than you think you were i from my perspective at least yeah. i feel like all the teachers loved you all like the, okay well, yeah. <laughs> just because the teachers <laughs> love you teachers teachers not speaking, not, right? i don't yeah teachers pet does not mean you're popular no. i think it might indicate the opposite, the opposite. Well, you were also athletic too Tennis is like pro- possibly County, like tennis? more of like a. It's oh no, more no, no, of a no, solo. no! She was yeah. pickleball champ. I was the pickleball oh, champ, and I'm very proud of that. Gym class hero of the year. Gym, gym class. class and if you saw me, you would never predict that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm very good with racket sports, so go. got gym class. Forte. Yeah, my pride and joy, not being valedictorian, being gym class hero of the year. That was that great. is 100% not the title of the award, by the way, but that is the title that we have given it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we move on to our final story of the podcast? Let's do it. All right, I guess I'll lead on the convoy here. Um, mine's more of an interactive story, so buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, in case you haven't guessed yet, I'm the last person to go, so this is my story. All right, so this is called Brother Strength. I know, very poetic. It's beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I zoom past the first street sign, 45 miles per hour, it says. I look down at the speedometer and it reads 70. Slow down, man. Are you tr- are you crazy? My brother blurts out. I quickly wave him off, completely disregarding any words he tries to formulate. All I see is red. First intersection rolls up, first and last. The stop sign stares at me. This with my attention being elsewhere. If the street sign had any awareness, you could tell that it, wasn't, that it was not the right I was seeing. I was filled with rage, anger, that someone had the gall to go after one of my own, my little brother. My father always preached from a young age, don't forget... Always treat someone the same way you would like to be treated. As age came and went, this saying obviously became more elaborate. Welcome others into your life. Treat them as if they're one of your own. Be conscious and wary, but also open and understanding. The very definition of strength is a capacity of an object or substance to withstand great force of pressure. You'll come to appreciate the way certain people exude their own version of strength with the way they choose to live their lives. But nonetheless, I peel my illustrious chariot. My, name, my 96 Red Camry, <laughs> into the school parking lot, speed up to the nearest vacancy, and shove my brother out of the passenger seat. 
core, this really isn't worth making a scene. I think I may have overreacted a little bit. His last desperate plea serves no purpose near my presence at this point. The point of no return has already rapidly approached us. Every appeal for peace that he begged for angered me more and more. How could, so, how could someone have such compassion for someone who gave them such little in return? Someone who made their actual life an actual set of the worst horror film. Someone who left them crying after the school bus dropped them off every day, forcing a lamentable retreat to their bedroom as if it, as if it was their only safe haven on this earth. The only words I am able to mumble out of my foaming trap, how could you keep this from me, Mason? Why would you keep this from me? Before you could respond, I lashed out. Stay right behind me. And just remember, if you try to run, I'm faster than you are. <laughs> we stampede up to and go through the front entrance, right towards the vaunted senior hallway. Such an overrated phrase created to intimidate those who are already uncomfortable with navigating around a school that makes them anxiety-riddled. Anxiety However, connected to this hallway was the main foyer, which, come morning time, the whole school passes through eventually. That didn't matter much to me, though. The entire town could have been in a singular hallway. Nothing was stopping me from getting imperative, imperative vengeance. Which one is it, huh? Who? I urged with untiring opportunity. He looked around, noticing the audience we have accumulated, then quickly looks back at me and proceeds to see the literal smoke coming from my ears. That one, he said with such disdain, barely raising a finger as if he wasn't worthy of his own self-respect. Not good enough, Mason. Point. He eventually catches a drift. It's either he fights his accuser or his besieged brother. As I grab his shoulders and move him forward, his arm propels forward as if we finally caught the male factor in a cheesy murder mystery party. And he points towards his tormentor. Him! He screams, confessing the very cog in which has made a torrent bully machine churn along. Now came the easy part for him. Just sitting there, watching me unleash some real-time advice and comprehension as to what words really mean to people. His fear came to a resounding end. Surrounded by my friends, who continue to invigorate the drama, arm in arm, ensuring my brother that he doesn't have to worry anymore. Counselors, even the principal, watching along, knowing what this partially torn soul has had to endure all school year long. To some, it may have been a fun recreation of a Degrassi episode, but to me, it was personal. Is it my brother's fault that he enjoys a drama club scene? Is it his fault that he sees life through a different lens than others? A lens that I may add, I wish I saw more often myself. Seeing the better of people, giving them the benefit of the doubt, even when they may not deserve it? No, it's not his fault. He follows a simple childhood lesson. Treat others the way you would like to be treated. Even when he was at his lowest, when others he was surrounded by let him down on the daily, tormented his very existence, he still saw the brighter picture. Treat those same people just the way he wishes they would treat him eventually. That is a definition of strength in my opinion. Seeing the bigger picture, persevering through all the curveballs that life has thrown at us, believing in who you are. Continuing to stay the course and be your true self. Because if there is one thing I know about bullies, it is that they are weak. I just wanted to make sure this particular weakness would never be a nuisance again. All right. Nice. Yeah, the worst so. part about that is that we all know Mason, and he's literally the nicest person you could ever imagine. Would never hurt a fly, yeah. let alone. Yeah. So Mason's very open about his past, you know, bullying. Um, and to clarify, Mason is Corey's younger brother. He's my younger right. brother, yep. Um, if you know him, you know exactly how he is. He's a chatterbox. <laughs> but like Carly said, he, he's he's harmless. I mean, he would never hurt a fly. And what I didn't know kind of growing up through, it started with him in sixth grade. He was getting picked on a lot because, you know, he went through his awkward phase. Mm -hmm. 
was chubby. As we all do. As we still are. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was a chubby kid, and he never played sports. He tried it, but he just never was into it. That was kind of my thing, and he tried to give it a go, but he just did not like it at all. And uh, like I said, kids are assassins. They just pick on the weakest kid they think who is an easy target, and they just go after you until there's nothing left to give. And in middle school, Mason joined Chorus, and he's very open about it, so it's okay that we talk about it. He joined Chorus, and he loved... <laughs> you ever like, That's like, Oh, like, oh no. How dare yeah, but, you? Yeah, but Mason's a finicky creature, so you just got to make sure. Um, <laughs> but no, he. I mean, he, he joined the Chorus scene, and then in you know, freshman year, I was a senior, he joined the drama club. And I didn't know for the whole school year he was getting picked on so much because I, I drove to school. He he, uh, he stayed after late. I had, you know, sports practice, so I never really was able to drop him off to school. I dropped him off in the morning. He took the bus home. Well, let's, like, set the scene here, too, okay? So Corey was a senior when Mason was a freshman. And Corey, like we kind of touched on earlier, was he, he had no problem making friends, very popular, like played three sports or whatever, three season athlete. Is that what they call you? Like, <laughs> they, it's okay with it sports. It's, yeah. It is a I different sport. I was I busy no all, year, all year round. It's a different it's school sport or travel. Um, I was always doing something. So Corey's like never had any issues. And, and like we mentioned, Mason, literally the nicest guy on the planet Earth. And I like... So this guy that was bullying him, it's not even like he was a popular guy either. Oh, my God. Like, let me tell you, when I saw who this kid was picking at my brother, I didn't mention – there's a lot of details I didn't mention in the story because I just – I would have went on forever. When I saw this kid that was picking on my brother, I, I, I had to, like, double take and ask him if he was serious. <laughs> because, first off, the kid's small. Mason's – my brother now is, like, you know, six one. I won't disclose his weight, but he's, like, <laughs> he's, a, he's a big grizzly bear. He's, you know, he's a big hairy grizzly bear. And I <laughs> Corey, <laughs> you're picking on him right now. No, I'm just saying. Like, when I saw this kid, I'm like, Mason, like, this kid would be no problem for you if you actually stuck up for yourself. But my brother wouldn't hurt a fly. He wouldn't. And he took the abuse because he just thought he could. And what I was going to mention before I didn't know about was he was coming home every day after school and just he would go in his room and just cry. Oh, and, so terrible. you know, school ends at, like, what, 2.33? I didn't get home till almost six from stuff, and my dad was working till five, and nobody really saw him until later on in the school year when we got some more time to hang out at the house. We saw him come home a few times, and he was crying. And I remember one time near the end of the school year, I saw him at the end of the driveway, and my dad was hugging him. And I was like, "What is going on out there?" And my dad came in and pretty much told me if I didn't take care of this, then he would take care of me. So (laughs) I was like, "Understood, understood." The next day, that's when I kind of went in a rage and took care of this, but. It just goes to show you that sometimes, you know, it's tough for people to stick up for themselves and they need a helping hand. And yeah. luckily for Mason, I was there for him. Um, but some people don't have that outlet and it's, it's sad. Yeah. So I remember I, when you told us this story, I was so shocked because when I went to high school, Mason was a senior. He's the same age as Caitlin. Yeah. And he was like so popular. I, know. Well, I was just going to touch on that too. He found Mason found his people. Yeah. It might've taken like kind of similar to Chrissy. Like it mm-hmm. might've taken like a little bit longer, but he found his crew mm-hmm. and he was very popular. He's a very outgoing, like everybody loves him. He's just like the kind of person who lights up a room. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't very be funny. in a bad mood around Mason. Unless you talk politics with him. <laughs> oh, like, that's God. Okay. We will get into that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what? Well, funniest people yeah. i saw oh, yeah. the skits he did from high school tuesday night live yeah, yeah tuesday night live <laughs> with the edward cullen talk show i don't remember that one. <laughs> I, I remember this moment very vividly i've never laughed so hard yeah fortunately enough one bad apple didn't ruin the whole school experience for him after this freshman year he turned it around and he never had a problem again one thing i think is um, kind of interesting to consider is that 
Mason being bullied was right before things like Glee got really popular or musicals got right. really popular. Yeah, I can't or, believe Glee got like, popular. Uh, well, I mean, no, like people who can sing became very popular all of a sudden. Yeah. Like and our little cousin Julia, she she sang in high school, and I'd say she was probably very popular, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and she was into theater and all that. But she was right. She was what at least five, six years below yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no shame in that. Yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's my story. So that's all of our stories, I believe. Yeah, um, I think we, they were good. Yeah, I mean, good, is there a good mix. You know, yeah. I was the bad guy in this situation, but I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I can only go up from here. <laughs> well, and I also Smart think it's strategy. like yeah. I think it's super important to note too. Like, if anybody's listening who's struggling with this, there are certainly outlets. Uh, you know, we can probably try and find a few links. You know, you're not alone, and I think like the moral of the story is if you are being bullied it gets better and you will find your people, you know, don't give up. Yeah. You will definitely find your people. And, and let's say you are, were the bully in the scenario, you know, that doesn't have to be who you are. It doesn't have to define you. So, I mean, just because I did have that one experience where I was the bully and right. the scenario doesn't mean I didn't have experience where I it's, wasn't right. bullied. Right. I mean, right. and I would say in elementary school, I mean, that was probably the roughest point for me because yeah, I was definitely overweight at that point, but at least I had Rose, and I, but I learned I learned quickly what I had to do in order to not be bullied, so. Right. I guess I would just advise that if you are going through that experience, be open to telling people you don't have to carry that burden on your own, and as terrifying as it might be to face the person that's being cruel to you, do it, and I don't think you'll regret it. Yeah. It's a momentary, you know moment of conflict that you know resolves months and years of torment so for sure <laughs> very good uh comment what for sure for sure you sound like uh like, what's which one is that chloe kardashian courtney kardashian probably i mean our podcast will be like broadcasted all over the world for i'm sure, sure. for the over. millions listening to uh, yeah. this podcast kids say to the moon to the moon to the moon is that a thing yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Stonks to the moon? You know what that is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, Chris, we'll, we'll run up through you later. She's not a TikTok person, apparently. Oh, she's not on TikTok. No. But no, I, think... I think I'm on cat TikTok exclusively. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> this is the word on her program. No, I think now you guys want to talk about the next week's yes. subject, but I don't know if we have picked out yet. I know. I think I thought we were going to do the my first solo trip. Yeah, okay. like that that one. that one for me is a lot more yeah uh, uplifting. <laughs> I think sure. you'll you'll come to like me a little bit more than <laughs> this story. But you know, as I said, can only go up. Yeah, we came into this topic started 50, from 50, the bottom. So I think next week solo trip will be fun. Yeah, solo yeah. trip will definitely be fun. So if you do have a story to share, once again, go to our website firstexperienceproject.com and submit your story. Maybe you'll end up having yours read online here or. Yeah, on the air. Uh, yeah, online. <laughs> We're gonna uh, read it online. Maybe you'll have yours. Maybe you'll end up having yours read on the air. Yeah. There you go. Um, uh, I was just gonna say that we will. Ha- we do have social media accounts if you want to follow that, and maybe we'll. I think a good thing to post would be some anti-bullying um, places you can go and seek out resources on our Instagram or, or Twitter. Or donate, we'll have some options on there. Yeah, on our website we do have a charity that you can donate to, and obviously anything you can give will help and you know be that be one dollar five hundred dollars you know <laughs> two three hundo yeah yeah we'll take it um also a donation for the website because you know our parents do need 
Carly's still living with her parents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As your dad would say, you got to keep the lights on, so let's uh, help us out a little bit. No. And I, I'd like to say, I think, finally, that if you guys like this stuff, uh, you know, we're considering at adding maybe, like, a Patreon where we'll have extra episodes. I know I personally have more experience with bullies that I can talk about. I'm sure everybody at this table has more experience we can talk about. And if you guys start sending in your stories, we can read more stories. So we would love to do that. We would love to connect with you all. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that's a good, I think that's, that's where we end Thanks okay. for being with us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening, you guys. And hopefully I can edit this because I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This has been the first time I, I am Caitlin, Chrissy, Carly, and Corey. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.